Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie, Fright Night. One minute at a time. I'm Robin. And I'm Len. And we want to welcome back Robert Black. I did it again. It, it makes it stand out. All right. I'm fine with it. Here we go. Glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> well, this awkward minute starts uh, with, uh, this is minute 33, uh, it starts with Judy recounting her fears, and it ends with... Uh, Cleavage. Hello, darling. Nice to see you. It's been a long time. You're just as lovely as you used to be. This is where we get into Judy talking about uh, her nightmare. Um, I just love how she just suddenly gasps. Like, you're like, oh, my God, what happened? What's going on? But it's just her remembering her nightmare. And uh, she says she was stark naked at a white sale. And uh, I had I actually was like, I actually don't know what a white sale is. So I looked it up and it was originally for things that are white, like bed liddens. It originated in uh, Philadelphia in a department store in 1878, where it was decreed to only take place in January. Now it's just a name they use to get attention. It's not explicitly in January, and there's really no adherence to the color white. But, uh, yeah, it mostly takes place in January, white sales. It's still, like, linens and bedding and stuff, though, right? I, I, I saw that, like, you know, that was used for, like, a, you know, at least home appliances. Maybe, like, they like this refrigerator is white. This washing machine is white. <laughs> then they could have a red sale the next week and a blue sale. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of nightmares, I'm going to derail us just for a minute. I'll start with Robert. What's the what's the what's the scariest nightmare if you have them or have had them uh, that you can remember? The scariest one's not that interesting. It was just felt entirely real. It was just I was answering the door and saw someone out to the side of the porch, and then when I turned around, they were in the room with me. Mm-hmm. It's not that exciting. It's just it was very based in reality and felt like I was awake. Mm-hmm. The more interesting ones were back in like the '80s when I watched way too many horror films <laughs> because I had recurring locations in my dreams that were like a hospital because I watch Halloween too a lot or a campsite because I watch Friday the 13th movies a lot. And so that would be like lots of people getting killed at these same locations and it would recur different nights. I'd have different dreams about different people getting killed in these spots. If it was like in my dream, I knew, okay, I'm at this hospital. Something bad's going to happen <laughs> and had to get ready for it. Even though I wasn't entirely aware I was dreaming, I knew that something bad was happening. I know I have plenty of dreams where my kids are in danger <laughs> and it freaks me out. Like I find out one of my kids is just out the door out the front door, can't find her. I'm sure I've had a lot of Freddy Krueger dreams, but I think it's just basically because <laughs> I live on Elm Street, but nothing related to that. Um, what one? I have three, but I'll make them three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take one I, of yours. I'll give you the first one. When I was a kid, I had a re- reoccurring dream about King Kong, and it sounds silly. But my uncle and father were trying to uh, tame him with a chain in the backyard. And I I, I found out later, I always remember that dream, but there's a place near us called The Great Escape. It's now Six Flags. And they had a part of the theme park called Storytown. And above this little, with 
jungle area where uh, there's drawbridges and animatronic animals, there is a giant gorilla on one of the thatched roofs that was the entrance to that part of the park. And I guess when I was really little, it used to terrify me. Hmm. Uh, I would cry. So I think that's where that dream came from. The second... The scariest movie, still, some people laugh at it, to me, is The Exorcist. And I once had a dream that I was in bed next to her, and I woke up punching my girlfriend in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And the third, who cares, um, (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Fright Night Minute does not condone or support. (laughs) Of course not. The third happened just two years ago, and I will not forget it. It was before Kels got pregnant with our son, Jack, but I had a dream. I had a son in his high chair, and I was going to give him a bottle, and he was toddler age. He said, juice box. And I said, no, buddy, I'm going to give you a baba. I'm going to give you a bottle. Juice box. No, it's not time for juice. So this went on for a minute, and I leaned in uh, to give him his bottle, and he grabbed a hold of me and grew fangs and said, (laughs) juice box and i realized <laughs> oh shit i'm the juice box and i woke up oh. that scared, scared terrified me <laughs> it reminds me of, is that teen wolf give me a baba oh keg of beer that's what it was so judy dreams of being naked and dream analysis is a, a pretty subjective field, <laughs> like I, on the internet at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a, a few different reasons why she might be, at least according to these experts. Psychotherapist uh, Richard Nicoletti says, uh, much like the emperor who wears no clothes, you are showing yourself off as being more than what you actually are. You need to take it down a peg. According to dreammoods.com, becoming mortified at the realization that you're naked in public reflects your vulnerability or feelings of shamefulness. You may be hiding something and are afraid that others can see right through you. And the last one is from antiflow.com, which I don't know how that's related to dreams or anything, but... Uh, Auntie says, if you find yourself naked while shopping, then your insecurity is about money or being being able to provide. The lack of clothing is a direct symbol that you are choosing to not act appropriately and that you have the power to take control of these situations. So I kind of like what Auntie said. I mean, you know, being a single mom, sure, she might have some worries. She's about about to start a new shift, and Yeah. yeah. Spending all our money on Valium and Kahlua. <laughs> it occurs to me, you asked what kind of nightmares I've had. I've never had that dream where I realize I'm naked in public and I feel bad about it. I've had neat dreams where I realize I'm naked in public, but then it's like, yeah. <laughs> Just like go with it. It's like me making a statement or something. It's like, That's a weird dream. Like I'm hiding something, but I want you to see it. Or something. I don't know. I'm curious what Auntie would, Auntie Flo would say about that one. <laughs> I'll have to ask her. It's like, you have secrets, but you want to reveal them. That's what I think. <laughs> You're very open. Uh, Which, yeah, if you listen to any of my shows, you'll know I'm very open. <laughs> uh, so Charlie hears something being smashed. Yeah, whatever's happening out there, it doesn't sound like a rac- raccoon at all. Uh, um, and he uh, looks out the window, and then he covers it from his mom and we don't actually see but um we can imagine and uh we find out i believe in the the last minute or the next minute i forget 
so mom offers Charlie a Valium. Is this the other thing I love about her? <laughs> he's so quick with that. You want a Valium? No, like... I suppose Charlie. I mean, I think he's like, like a like a junior. So I mean, I suppose. I don't know. It just like this is, is so Valium's used to treat anxiety, also alcohol withdrawal symptoms. So <laughs> she might have for both. I don't know, but uh, yeah, she must think that Charlie is anxious. I don't know if Valium is something you give to teenagers or if that's a that's the thing you do. I I'm not very familiar with it. So, and neither are you guys. So I'll continue. <laughs> 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 Just like leading, leading. Nope. All right. It makes them shut up about the raccoons. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, maybe she suspects he wasn't actually having a nightmare because he is fully dressed in the hallway. Yeah. Uh, but she, she lets it go. She's got the night shift tomorrow. She's got to get up at 3 a.m. She says it's so bad for my complexion, <laughs> which I love. No mention of how messed up her door is. And that door no, has no. no problem shutting at all either. Well, except you, when it closes, it's clearly not closed all the way, though, because you can see the broken door frame still. Uh, yeah. So something broke. Well, I figure, you know, he pulls it so it closes and then goes past where it's supposed to be. So I'm assuming if she closed it correctly, you would see that damage on the outside of the door. That's why I was, like, wondering, like, it's it's latching, but he had to have broken that latch to pull it that far. Maybe not. Yeah, it's kind of weird because it does seem to close, but then there's visible damage. So. Yeah. So uh, Charlie pulls the curtains after one more look out the window, and he goes back into his room, closes the door. He stumbles to his chair and kind of slumps into it and stares at the TV. His his neck still hurts, but it's just, yeah, the, the television is... This is normalcy. This is this is a way to forget. I think <laughs> what's been going on, but there are vampires on the TV. This movie is Scars of Dracula. This is a movie starring Christopher Lee. It's one of four that he played Dracula in 1970 alone. <laughs> He's actually been Drac nine times. Nine times. Okay. Nine times, yes. The uh, summary here of Scars of Dracula is brought back from his dead moldering remains with blood drooled on them by one of the bats he commands, which I just, I got to see this scene. Uh, Count Dracula (laughs) once again spreads his evil from his mountaintop castle. A young man, Paul Carlson, is on a trip and spends the night at Count Dracula's castle. He's murdered. After some time has passed, the young man's brother, Simon, comes to the small town where all the traces end to look for him. Sounds a lot like Psycho. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what number Scars of Dracula in the Hammer Horror Dracula movies? Do you know what number it falls? No. I don't either. I was it was a question. Uh, no, but this is yeah one of four times this year on nineteen in nineteen seventy that he played Dracula. This footage is from the Scars of Dracula trailer, and according to one of the commentaries I listened to, when you use a trailer, you don't need to pay for the rights to the movie. <laughs> Which uh, I'm not sure how factual that is, but and but and also the audio is not the audio. The music you're hearing is done by the composer of Fright Night, Brad Fidel. And so there's a, a bit of trivia here that whenever you see any sort of thing on the TV, uh, the audio that's coming from it is you know if it's music, it's usually Brad's uh, original work, which I think is cool because. 
as we go into the next minute, it almost seems like the music is going to the scene we're watching in a more kind of cheesy 1970s uh, vampire movie way. <laughs> and then we end with Charlie watching the TV and a crude-looking puppet bat going after a woman's breasts. I mean, uh, her crucifix. <laughs> Looks like this was the sixth Hammer Dracula movie. Oh, oh nice. good man. Cool. All right. Well, that's the end of this minute. Uh, you guys got anything else? There, there's a great, just like for behind the scenes podcast thing, when I had the minute looping while I was making notes, the cut from the end to the beginning is awesome because the woman in the Scars of Dracula movie is wearing pink dress. And then it cuts to Judy wearing her pink nightgown and pink robe. And it kept cutting huh. right, like, back to Judy, and it matched. It's like the exact same shade. It was great. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I wonder if that was intentional. It could have, yeah, maybe they, that's why they matched it to the thing. Or Yeah. Well, uh, I think this is good for today. Robert, what do you got to plug uh, on this Wednesday? The Room Minute, which Ooh. doesn't really exist yet. <laughs> uh, the 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 pilot is up, but we had some technical difficulties, so we didn't rush into recording. We have recorded... 12 episodes now. I have never even watched that movie. They're, they're showing a screening of it here uh, pretty soon that uh, I was thinking of attending. Like, it seems like something I need to see with like a group of people. If you want to know what actually happens, you should watch it on your own first. Okay. Because you might miss some of it at a screening. But yeah, the screening's great. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time to put a stake in this one. Please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Min. Send your feedback to FrightNightMinute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm Len. And I'm Robert. Thanks for listening. Have a fright night, everyone. He's a vampire. A what? <laughs> You're so cool.